Community Focus is a look at events, issues, and initiatives happening in and around the Brainerd Lakes area. Community Focus is produced by Hubbard Radio Brainerd and broadcast locally on 106.7 WJJY. Good afternoon and welcome to Community Focus at JJY. I'm Ken Thomas and today my guests are Kelsey Stoltz. Kelsey is the Community Health and Wellness Specialist with Crowing Energized and Shane Riffle. Shane is the CEO at the Brainerd Family YMCA. Folks, welcome back to Community Focus. Thanks for having us. Wonderful. Yes, we're back. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> we came up with a little jingle, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, which one of you is singing that, then? I'll sing it. Oh, it's okay. the Kelsey and Shane show. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. <laughs> so that'll have to play in the future. Please. I think we have a slot open for you, too, on the radio station. All right. Hey, Kelsey, uh, real quick for our listeners that might not be familiar with Crowing Energized. Tell us a little little bit about the organization. Sure. So Crowing Energize is a grassroots effort in partnership with Essentia Health and Crowing County. We are also in partnership with Minnesota Department of of Health's Statewide Health Improvement Partnership. There's a lot of words in there that I just said. Otherwise known as SHIP? Otherwise known as SHIP. Yes. And uh, so we are really focused on health and wellness in our community surrounding healthy eating, physical activity, mental health, mental awareness, yeah, we do a lot of stuff in the community, a lot to list in 15 minutes. So I won't go into it. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what impresses me most, I think, about Crowing Energized is you just you, – you touch so many bases, affect a lot of different people – and all of those aspects that have to do with health and wellness. And I think that's impressive. Well, and we couldn't have done it without partnerships like we have with the Y and other leaders in our community and organizations that are willing to step up and lead us in this too. Yeah, that's the real impressive thing. Over 320 or so partners who have their individual specialties and what they're working on and coming together under the Crowing Energized umbrella in the way that we do is truly unique. And I've lived a lot of different places <laughs> in the country and the world, and I've never seen anything like this. The energy is amazing, and the work that the, the leaders, Kelsey and the other leaders, um, are doing, you know, Adam and Kathy Sell, it's just, it's magnificent. It's awesome. Yeah. Oh, and Kelsey, correct me if I'm wrong, but you're always looking for community partners too. All I the mean, time. Yeah. We have four main goal groups, and so we would invite the community if they're interested. We have our mental fitness goal group, our workplace wellness, healthy choices, and community connections. And you can go on our website, crowingenergize.org, to find out more information about our different goal groups, or you can just shoot me an email, kelsey.stoltz at essentialhealth.org. Okay. Yeah, so could I interject? I'm yes, the co chair for the Community Connections Goal Group. And yesterday we did, you know, based on, you'll hear about uh, Christine Chastain and the summit in a little bit, we did our own little prototype. But there's also, if you like us on Facebook, um, Crowing Energized, we did a little experiment where the other co chair and I went into our own contacts and invited um, probably all of our local contacts to to like us and we shot up about a hundred new likes so if you're out there go to facebook and <laughs> look that was my task so i'm just checking it off okay. the list okay, okay. nice job mara thank you <laughs> <laughs> yeah. all right well let's let's talk about that summit because you just uh, a week ago wasn't it you last held, friday yeah had a big summit here in brainerd T- tell us about that Yeah, we are very happy to report we had about 200 community members come to talk about uh, behavioral change surrounding mental health, uh, tobacco usage, um, nutrition, and physical activity. So we're gathering all those awesome ideas that the community members had, and we're going to strategize on how do we move forward with all of these different and amazing ideas. Mm. But what was really 
incredible was the process that we went through. And I just mentioned uh, Christine Chastain, and she is a world-renowned, um, I guess she facilitates groups, but it's about um, idea, the idea and design process and rapid prototyping, she calls it. So she spent the first part of the workshop introducing these concepts and the process. Then we split the entire 200 or so people there, split into one of about four different work groups. Mm -hmm. Um, There was nutrition, mental fitness, physical activity, and Tobacco. tobacco. And the groups followed the process. And it was you know, being the first time through, it was it was hard for people to kind of get their arms wrapped around until they went through the process, like building a bike as you're riding it, I told them. Sure. Um, but by the end of it, they had these really creative ideas and prototypes, which Kelsey just meant it, uh, messes, mentioned. mentioned. <laughs> Thank yep. you. Yep. You're, you're in there. Um, <laughs> that we're going to take to the steering committee and really try to incorporate into our strategic plan for the next year or so. So it was cool. great, great energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I've, I know from studying, well, even back in college, we talked about behavioral change. Not mm-hmm. easy to do, but you can do it. You can. Yeah, you can. And we're, oh, sorry, Shane, go ahead. No, it's, it's a lot like we talk about at the Y with health coaching. You have to meet people where they're at, use the right language, and then support them throughout the process. So this really incorporates a lot of that, and we're very cognizant. Adam um, is a big fan of the ADCAR model, awareness desire, knowledge, ADK. Another A word. Action and (laughs) and reinforcement. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, and we're really proud that Blue Cross Blue Shield was able to recognize that we are making a lot of changes in our community, and they awarded us the Trailblazer Award at our summit. Uh, We were one of the communities that they felt like we were really blazing the trail on um, health and wellness, and especially surrounding our National Diabetes Prevention Program. So we were very, very excited to to hear that we are being recognized. Obviously, that's not why we're doing it, but sometimes it's nice to get a little pat on the back saying you're going in the right direction. Absolutely. Yeah, and they reached out to us, which was a nice surprise that folks are looking at us and seeing the quality of work we're doing and wanted to recognize that. You know, just quickly, there's over 100 volunteer coaches that are facilitating this with 350 or so participants going through it every year. And the goal is to reduce your body weight by a certain percentage, about 5 to 7%. And when you do that, you uh, reduce your chances of developing type 2 diabetes by about 58%. So going through this program makes a difference. Yeah. Really and that's one of the really big things that, we, that we're doing well. Yeah, I'd like to throw out a, a little congratulations to Kara Schaefer. She's my coworker that is specifically focusing on National Diabetes Prevention Program. Um, the 5 to 7% is our goal, and last year they actually were almost at 11% of body weight. So they far surpassed the goal that the CDC has asked of us. I wasn't really even aware cool. of that. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's so remarkable. So good job, Kara. Very good. Wow. So what's next on the horizon? Oh, man, we've got a couple of awesome events coming up. Our God Events plan is coming up on April 5th, and that is an advanced care planning conference. Mm. So if you're interested in advanced care planning, you have some questions about that. It really is just making sure that um, if a a medical emergency comes up, that you're being treated with the care that you would like if you're not able to make that decision for yourself. It's very important. Very important. Yes. So I would uh, encourage you to go to crowingenergize.org slash events, and you can register for that event on April 5th. April 5th. Okay. Uh, And I know you've got other things on the docket as well. We do. I'm very excited. So one of our uh, task groups in the mental fitness goal group is called ARC, and that is 
um, ACES, which, which is Adverse Childhood Experiences and nice. Resiliency Coalition. They're doing amazing work, and they have decided as a task group that every other month they're going to offer a workshop for the community to come and be a part of. And this next workshop, they're going to be talking about um, story circles, which is a, a really old idea just about how we give a person a chance to have a platform to share their story, and we can learn from their stories and learning from listening. And sometimes they feel like uh, it's a culture we like to interject sometimes, and it cuts somebody off in the middle of their story, and they can't get to the end, and we can't have that learning process. So we're going to learn how to, to make sure we take a step back, we listen, we're able to learn from other people in our community. Oh. Yeah, that active listening and communication model does get lost a lot of times. And often when, when other people are talking, sometimes you start thinking about your response instead of listening and reflecting and providing summaries. So that's an important skill that helps out through a lot of your life, you know, relationships at home with coworkers. So it applies to a lot of life. It does. And what's uh, kind of amazing about mental health is every one of us has a story that has to go along with mental health. We are seeing that one in four people in our community are suffering from a mental illness, but that affects your loved ones. It just affects your friends. It affects people who, who would just like to share their story so we can get rid of the stigma as well. Yeah, and a big effort around this is also called the Make It Okay right um, model. Yep. Yeah. And I know there's, gosh, how many trained facilitators now have we? We're almost up to 200. Up to That's 200. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. And we did the program at the YMCA. It was so well received and it just gives, it gives people the safe space to open up and work on, you know, understand how their language affects others and how they might interact with someone who opens up that they are struggling with something. Really powerful program. So if you would like to have this facilitated at your work site or anywhere else, just reach out to Crowing Energized and, and we can help make that happen. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's about time we started talking more and more about mental health. Well, and we're saying the more we're talking about it, the more that we're reducing the stigma, the more willing that people are able to admit that they're going through their own mental crisis or mental illness. So we just have sure. to we just have to keep the conversation going. Yeah. And I commend this community that you guys are willing to have those conversations because they're not always easy conversations. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, some uh, You've got some grants to talk about, too. Yes, and I won't spend a whole lot of time, but money talks, so I'll just let the money talk for itself. We have about $500 worth of uh, grants for work sites, and that can go with healthy eating or active living. And then we have about $2,500 that is uh, available for community grants in the community where you can do stuff around healthy eating, active living. Community gardens have been very popular in this yeah. in this county, so yeah. that's one option. Um, Shane over at the Y, you guys have gotten some grants from Crowing Energize in the past. Right, and that's not total, right? It's 500 per grant. Per grant, right? yeah. 20, up to 2500 $2, per grant award. For the so, community. Right. Yeah. Work sites are 500 yes. Exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah. yeah, so it's a really fantastic opportunity. We've received a couple at the YMCA. Um, one of them is we're, we brought in a commuter bike. So we looked at our policies at the Y um, and really encouraging staff to, instead of getting in their car and driving two blocks to a meeting, which I'm guilty of. So I've committed this summer that I'm going to ride my bike around town to different meetings instead of getting in my car. It's good for my health. It's better for the environment and something we'd like to promote. In fact, the YMCA applied to become a bike-friendly business through the Mm -hmm. American League of Bicyclists. And we're looking at becoming and trying to become a bike-friendly community. So that's our bigger goal. And we uh, received a grant to help with that process. In fact, I'm going to launch it this summer, but with our staff, 
staff were going to try and log commuter miles, and as they reach certain benchmarks, they can earn extra PTO, pay time off. Yep. Nice. Yeah, so trying to be creative. Yeah, neat model. Yeah, and that was made possible through a grant. So, you know, just kind of one idea starts a, a chain of thinking that leads to the next idea, and next thing you know, you're, you're healthier. Yeah. And happier. And happier. They go hand in hand. They do. They do. All right. Uh, March uh, is a busy month. It is. But a couple of things. I'm going to go right ahead and say we're already talking about food shelf month. March is very important for folks to make cash or food donations to their local food shelf, is it not? It is, yes. Our, uh, this is the time where our food shelves really rely on community donations. So if you would be so inclined, I would really suggest and recommend that if you're able to donate cash, that that cash goes a lot farther for our food shelves than um, than some of the items that you may donate. If you are donating items, please, by all means, that is amazing. Please continue to do that. Just make sure you're giving some healthy items as well. I know I've been guilty in the past when I've donated food. I've donated the the things that are treats for me, but we also uh, want to make sure we're not just donating the nice donuts and the the chips and the the things that aren't as healthy. We want to make sure we're giving some whole grains, some fruits and vegetables, some things that have some substance and nutritional value. Yeah, and I believe that locally we're working towards a super shelf model. Can you explain what that is? Sure. So a couple of our food shelves, specifically the Brainerd Salvation Army, is going to be working toward a super shelf model where when you walk into a food shelf, it really is designed like a grocery store. So the first thing you're seeing and you're filling your basket with are fruits and vegetables, oh, fresh cool. fruits and vegetables. So it goes along with merchandising. You put your healthy items at eye level. So when you're coming in, you're filling your cart and you're feeling happy happy with the purchases that you're making. So I'm very excited about the super shelf model myself and Carolyn McQueen at the University of Minnesota Extension are trained super shelf consultants. So we're very excited to get that going in our food shelves. Yeah. Yeah. And it goes, uh, I I will say right away, I've always been told non-perishable, non-perishable. But now you're telling us, uh, can we do this now or do we wait till the model is complete? When do we know that we can donate apples and other good things. Please. We always, uh, farmers are one of our biggest sources for getting fresh produce as well as our grocery stores that are giving us some of their leftover produce. But if you have apples and bananas and oranges, I'm sure that our food shelves would not say no to those. Just make sure that they're, you know, they don't have any fungus growing on them and I'm sure it'd be great. Okay. And and as they move to this model, they will be looking at their supply sources and processes. But, you know, for me personally, and when you imagine folks going to the food shelf or the food pantry, you know, this model just seems to be so much more friendly and allows them to maintain their dignity while they're shopping instead of looking yes. at it as a handout there. They're shopping for food that right. is healthy that they want. So that's ultimately what, what we want. Yeah. yeah. And just like crowing energize, making the healthy choice the easy choice. Easy you get the choice. choices to make the unhealthy choices. We just want to make sure that there's an overabundance of healthy choices. And it's uh, the food shelf again. It's really important to donate this month because all the donations uh, are kind of. Uh, how does that work again? They set the stage for the entire year. It don't does. They? This is the this is the time where a lot of our food shelves will know um, if they have to purchase a lot of other foods to make their food shelf last throughout the rest of the year. So the non perishable foods are great because they can last longer on the shelf and they have a longer shelf life. But yeah, I mean, fresh fruits and vegetables are great too. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, last but not least, March is National Sleep Month, and boy, you cannot uh, read about health and not uh, find out more and more that sleep is the key. It really is. I, I just saw a story on dieting. They say if you're dieting, 
the best way you can lose extra weight is to make sure you get that eight hours. It yeah. ties in with everything, doesn't it? It's such a part of your physical health, your mental health. You really have to make sure that you're you're giving your body and your mind that rest that it needs overnight to recharge and come back fresh the next day. So do you have an initiative on sleep as well? We actually have a sleep booklet that we are more than happy to give out to community partners. And it's an educational piece that talks about all the way from when we're an infant until we are an elderly, how much sleep we need to be getting each night. And it also has some recommendations in here to to make sure how you're getting a good night's sleep and how you're not getting interrupted sleep. You know, putting your phone down before you go to sleep is a... So it's a great awareness tool. And I learned a lot. And I can tell you that after reading this, I've made, and I can directly attribute it to this, I made a few changes in, you know, what, what I'm doing throughout the day, and I'm getting much more sleep. I was waking up at 3 o'clock every morning, just consistently, 3 a.m., with, you know, and your brain starts thinking, and you get a little anxiety, you can't go back to sleep, and I made a few simple changes, and I'm sleeping through the night. I wake up, you know, more energy, more energy throughout the day, and it's because of this tool, which is, you know, wonderful, and... My two children, I have an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old, and they always want to stay up later. Of course they do. Of course they do. But, you know, when you we sat down with them and actually went through this, science shows and data shows this is how much need you, sleep you need for your brain to develop, for you to be healthy so that you don't get sick. And, you know, they just can't argue against that. So, you know, when they're going to bed at 8.30 and 9.30 when all of their friends are, you know, going to bed at 11 or, or whatever, you know, we – we stick to it. And another thing I learned was that a lot of kids are taking their phones into their rooms at night Bad and they're idea. texting, tweeting, Snapchatting all night. And that's one of the big reasons they're not sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our kids, we have the process. They come plug their phone in where, where we can see them. And that's the nightly check-in. That's cool. Yeah. Something all parents could easily do. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking about this as I, I drove in this morning. It's interesting because when when we're youth or when we're children, we have a set bedtime because our parents realize the importance of us getting that sleep. Mm-hmm. But when we turn into adults, somehow we forget that we should be making our own bedtimes as well. <laughs> we should be like, no, I have to go to sleep at this time every night so that I wake up at 6 a.m. for my morning job and I feel good and refreshed and yeah, yeah. ready to tackle the day. All yeah. right. We're going to run out of time. But real quick, <laughs> where do we get that booklet? Crowing Energize. Just reach out to one of us and we'll make sure you get it. Okay. Go to crowwingenergize.org yes, sir. to find out more and find out contact information. Folks, thank you so much. We covered a lot of ground today. Thank you for what you're doing in the community. Thank you. And we encourage people, if you'd like to be part of this effort, again, reach out to Crowing Energized at crowwingenergize.org. Thank you. All right. Our guests today are Kelsey Stoltz. Kelsey is the Community Health and Wellness Specialist with Crowing Energized, and Shane Riffle, CEO at the Brainerd Family YMCA. I'm Ken Thomas, and that's today's edition of Community Focus. And don't forget, Community Focus is available anytime. Just go to our website at 1067wjjy.com.